Hey, everybody. Tony here. Just want to say, first of all, Merry Christmas to everybody. And thank you for supporting the show all year. Uh, you guys rule. I really appreciate the support. I love making the show. Keep on listening, and I'm going to keep churning episodes out. And uh, as a way to say thank you, I'm giving away a uh, episode I did last year. An episode, I should say on Patreon uh, for the Bizarre Singles. And this is actually more of an EP than a single. Uh, and I'm, I'm actually giving you two episodes today. So when this sounds like it's over, and then it's going to just go to an ad break, and then the second episode's going to start. Um, it's a Christmas episode, and it is also... Everybody's been talking about The Mandalorian lately. I love Star Wars. Uh, Christopher Lee played Count Dooku in... Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. So uh, it seemed maybe a good timing. Christmas, Star Wars, and uh, he made some heavy metal Christmas EPs. That's real. So uh, here's some episodes on that. Again, part one will play, then some ads. It'll sound like it's done. It's not. Goes right into part two. Um, enjoy, everybody. Uh, yeah, that's all I can say. Thank you very much, and Merry, Merry Christmas. Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great song. But I also love those strange songs that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Singles. Master Yoda, Count Dooku. You have interfered with our affairs for the last time. Powerful you have become, Dooku. The dark side I sense in you. I've become more powerful than any Jedi. Even you. That's a scene from Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, in which Yoda confronts the evil Sith Lord Darth Tyrannus, a.k.a. Count Dooku, played by Christopher Lee. If you're listening to this episode the day it was released, the final episode of the Skywalker saga, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, hits theaters tonight. I'll jump at pretty much any chance to do a Star Wars episode, so the timing of this works out great even though I am stretching a little bit to kind of call this a Star Wars episode, but you get the idea. Sir Christopher Frank Carandini Lee was born in London in 1922. He was best known for playing villains throughout his 70-year career. Count Dracula, Francisco Scaramanga, and James Bond. I might have butchered that pronunciation. Speaking of butchering pronunciations, Saruman in Lord of the Rings. Not a big Lord of the Rings guy. I know I'm supposed to keep my opinions out of this, but... Just telling you the truth here. You're the Patreon people. And of course, Count Dooku in Star Wars. Hammer Films was a British film production company based in London that was founded in 1934. They're best known for their series of gothic horror films throughout the 50s, 60s, and 70s. In 1957, Christopher Lee did his first film for Hammer, The Curse of Frankenstein, where he played Frankenstein's monster. His co-star, Peter Cushing, played Baron Victor Frankenstein. More than a hundred years ago, in a mountain village in Switzerland, lived a man whose strange experiments with the dead have since become a legend. 
A legend that is still told with horror the world over. We've only just started, just opened the door. Look, now's the time to go through that door and find what lies beyond it. But don't you see, Paul? We've discovered the source of life itself and we've used it to restore a creature that was dead. This is Frankenstein, who revolted against nature, who experimented with the devil and was forever cursed. It was the first movie that Lee and Cushing starred in together. The two would go on to co-star in over 20 films together and became close friends. Here, Peter Cushing surprises Christopher Lee on an episode of This Is Your Life. That moment on, you're on your way, and it's in that picture, too, that you first make friends with another star of the horror movie scene who, offstage, often greets you in this style. Mr. Andrews, that's my boy you got in your hand. <laughs> Baron Frankenstein himself, a great man of yours ever since, Peter Cushing. <laughs> Peter, it's very nice to think of Baron Frankenstein and the monster enjoying a joke together. That was my very bad impersonation of dear Christopher's brilliant impersonation. And you know, when you're at the studios about seven o'clock, it's half past six, and you know you're going down into dungeons and dark places, it's so wonderful to be amused by my dear friend. The story does go that um, I first met Christopher in that makeup you just saw. And at lunchtime, he took it off, and when he came into the restaurant, I screamed. <laughs> Thank you, Peter Cushing. Little did they know that both of them would go on to play villains in the biggest movie franchise of all time, albeit 20 years apart from each other. Peter Cushing starred as Grand Moff Tarkin in Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, or it was called back in 1977 when it was first released, simply Star Wars. Governor Tarkin, I should have expected to find you holding Vader's leash. I recognized your foul stench when I was brought on board. Charming to the last. You don't know how hard I found it, signing the order to terminate your life. I'm surprised you had the courage to take the responsibility yourself. Years later, Christopher Lee recalls a phone call he had with Cushing about his Star Wars character. It was episode four, which he played this character with this wonderful name, the Grand Moff Tarkin. And played it, of course, extremely well, and endeared himself to everybody. I remember ringing him up, these telephone conversations again, and saying, what is a Grand Moff Tarkin? He said, I haven't the remotest idea, dear boy. <laughs> dear fellow, dear fellow. He used to write me wonderful notes, dear fellow. And always at the end, may God's blessing be with you. Our, as ever, our love, Helen and Peter. Star Wars may be perceived as your final collaboration with him in a strange way. Well, in a way, although we're not in the same film. Mm. And Lucas, in his introduction to your book on me, the authorised screen history, did something that he's never done before, to the best of my knowledge. He's never written an introduction to a book about an actor. But... He does mention, if my memory serves me correctly, that he'd used Peter Cushing, and then he felt that it was inevitable that he would use me. Mm. Although there was... 77, was it? 
to, what was it, 2000. So that's a 23-year gap. I think he wanted to fill that gap. But before Star Wars, Christopher Lee became a fan of heavy metal music. According to a Rolling Stone article by John Wiederhorn, Christopher Lee became a fan of heavy metal music in the early 70s when he first heard Black Sabbath. When I met Tony Iommi, who founded Black Sabbath, he was very clear and very specific in saying to me that he was totally inspired in the creation of that band and the work they did by many of the films that he'd seen me in, which is a wonderful thought, because after all, Black Sabbath, one of the greatest metal bands ever. In 2005, Christopher Lee made his first musical contribution to heavy metal, doing guest vocals on the single The Magic of the Wizard's Dream by Rhapsody of Fire. I know it is my In 2008, Christopher Lee made an album of his own called Revelation, with Toreador March, parentheses, metal mix, a reimagining of a song from the opera Carmen. In 2010, when he was 90 years old, Christopher Lee even released his own entirely heavy metal album, entitled Charlemagne by the Sword and the Cross. And in 2012, Christopher Lee released an EP, A Heavy Metal Christmas. The Little Drummer Boy is a Christmas song that was written by American classical music composer and teacher Catherine Kennicott Davis in 1940. It was originally known as Carol of the Drum and was based on a traditional Czech song. It became famous in 1958, one year after Lee made his Hammer Films debut, when it was recorded by the Harry Simeon Chorale. The recording was a huge success, and Simeon insisted on a writer's royalty for his arrangement of the song.
Yes, this Patreon show is called Bizarre Singles, but a heavy metal Christmas is a two-song EP, so we'll talk about both of them today. The other song is Silent Night. Silent Night is a popular Christmas carol written in Austria by Franz Gruber in 1818, with lyrics by Joseph Moore. Wait a minute, Franz Gruber? It's very similar to Hans Gruber, the villain in the Is It a Christmas Movie or Not film, Die Hard. Also, Hans? Franz? I am Hans! And I am Franz, and we, we just, just want, want to pop you off! Silent Night was first performed on Christmas Eve in 1818 at the St. Nicholas Parish Church in Obendorf, Austria. There have even been several TV and theatrical films that depicted how the song was written. song has been recorded by countless artists. Bing Crosby's version in 1935 is the fourth best-selling single of all time. While Christopher Lee's version didn't get anywhere close to that, it didn't stop him from releasing Heavy Metal Christmas 2 just a few years later. So, stay tuned here to Patreon for a follow-up episode to this episode that's going to drop very soon since I missed last week. Life has been chaos. Uh, thanks again, as always, for your support here. And I will see you very, very soon. Sith Lord. Chancellor Palpatine, Sith Lords are our speciality. Your swords, please. We don't want to make a mess of things in front of the Chancellor. You won't get away this time, Dooku. That's a clip from Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, right before Anakin Skywalker kills Count Dooku, putting Anakin one step closer to the dark side. As I said on the last episode, Christopher Lee made his Star Wars debut in 2002's Attack of the Clones. He returned briefly in 2005's Revenge of the Sith. Dooku was involved in lightsaber battles in both of his Star Wars films, and Lee, already in his 80s when playing the role, was no stranger to sword fights. Though this was a much different experience for him. I've probably done more sword fights on celluloid than any actor in history, I should think, and I've got the scars to prove it. And this fight is greater than anything I've ever been involved in. You notice the phrase I use, 
I've ever been involved in because I don't do all that much of it. I physically can't. My hands and my arms will move very fast. My legs won't, not anymore. Most of it is done by my stunt double, who is absolutely superb. All right, you'll be here. We'll keep doing it there. But I understand that when you see his face, mine is superimposed by computer. So it will look as if I, the actor Christopher Lee, is involved in one of the greatest fights ever seen on the screen. In 2010, when Christopher Lee was 90 years old, he released a heavy metal album entitled Charlemagne by the Sword and the Cross. It all ended in death and destruction. These were omens. The omens of death. had apparently gotten into heavy metal back in the 1970s after hearing Black Sabbath. Years later, he even found out from guitarist Tony Iommi that he was partially responsible for heavy metal. Here he is talking with Iommi. Yeah, I, I know your band, of course. Black Sabbath. And uh, it's world famous. And you started it. So you are the father of metal. So you're the emperor. What? You're the emperor. You're the emperor. <laughs> but you're the one that started it, really, because we used to go and watch Dracula and all the, the horror films that you did. And that sort of the good ones, I hope. And of course, in 2012, Christopher Lee released a heavy metal EP entitled A Heavy Metal Christmas, doing metal versions of Little Drummer Boy and Silent Night. But that was the last episode. When he turned 92 in 2014, he released a new seven-track LP entitled Metal Night, which was inspired by Don Quixote. Lee told TheVerge.com, As far as I'm concerned, Don Quixote is the most metal fictional character that I know. Single-handed, he's trying to change the world, regardless of any personal consequences. It is a wonderful character to sing. But a few months before releasing that, Lee had released a follow-up to A Heavy Metal Christmas, entitled A Heavy Metal Christmas 2. Taking a page out of Look Who's Talking's playbook, that's 2 spelled T-O-O. And that's a clip from the first track, a new take on Jingle Bells entitled Jingle Hell. I sing 
another version. It's a bit more naughty. It's not, it's, it's not bad. I mean bad in the sense of unpleasant. It's entertaining. It's certainly different. One Horse Open Sleigh, written by James Lord Pierpont, was the original title of Jingle Bells when it was published in 1857, and it was originally intended to be a Thanksgiving song. For a more in-depth look at Jingle Bells, check out a few episodes back on the Corn Jingle Balls episode. So yes, this Christmas I've now covered Jingle Balls and Jingle Hell. Believe it or not, Lee's Jingle Hell actually debuted on the Billboard Hot 100 chart at number 22, which made Christopher Lee the oldest living artist to break onto the chart. He ended up peaking at number 18. He was already the oldest heavy metal performer, but Jingle Hell reaching the charts broke the record previously held by Tony Bennett, who was 85 when he recorded Body and Soul with Amy Winehouse in March of 2011. The other track of the two-song Christmas EP is not even a Christmas song. It's a metal cover of Frank Sinatra's My Way. So I face the final curtain My friend I'll say it clear, I'll state my case, of which I'm certain. I've lived a life that's full. That, of course, is Frank's version, recorded in 1968 when Frank had just turned 53 years old. It was released in March of 1969. But the 92-year-old Christopher Lee took a much heavier approach, of course. My Way was popularized in 1969 by Frank Sinatra. It was set to the music of a French song entitled, and I'm going to butcher this, I don't really know French, uh, Comme de Habitude. <laughs> I'm just sticking with that. I'm not going to redo that. Uh, it was composed and written by French songwriter Jacques Riveau. The Sinatra version had English lyrics that were written by Paul Anka. They were unrelated to the original French version. The song was a hit for several artists besides Sinatra, like Elvis Presley, and even the Sex Pistols' Sid Vicious did a solo version. I've lived a life that's full with each and every highway 
Sinatra's version of My Way spent 75 weeks in the UK Top 40, which is a record that still stands at the time of this recording. According to Blabbermouth.net, Lee's vocals were recorded back in 2006 and then were remixed specifically for this Christmas EP. I was 84 years old when I sang it, and my voice was higher than it is now, said Lee. The song My Way is a very remarkable song. It's also very difficult to sing because you've got to convince people but what you're singing about is the truth. It's a man who is very proud of having achieved everything that he's achieved his way. Hence the title of the song. It was made world famous, of course, by Frank Sinatra and is one of the songs, I suppose, most associated with him. Oh, well, I'm not Frank Sinatra and I don't even attempt to sing it like him. I think I sing it more operatically in a way than he did because I'm not a crooner, if you can call him that. Actually, he was a very fine singer, outstanding singer, like Bing Crosby was too. Uh, they could carry a tune and make it mean something like nobody ever has. So I don't imitate anyone. I do it the best way I can. So that'll do it for this week. Thanks for your support, as always. And don't forget, you can still vote on the last episode of the year for the regular show if you're a $10 or higher patron here. Uh, it's a tie right now, so upgrade your pledge to get your vote in. Uh, voting ends on Christmas, so that is Wednesday. Um, I can't thank you guys enough, as always, for your support. And I'll see you on Tuesday with a regular episode of Bizarre Albums in the main feed on the Three Stooges Christmas album. All right. Merry Christmas, everyone. And now in closing, of course, I wish you all a very happy Christmas. And for the sake of the world and those people in it, a safe new year.